Senior night was clearly a thing for a couple of our teams. Didn't go that great for some of our veterans. However, the most important is comebacks were crazy into this weekend for men's basketball. And the women have a regular season champion. We'll talk about who they are, as well as the top four seeds heading into the women's tournament this week. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. the greatest comeback in ACC history, but more importantly than that, it was a time to be alive if you were down in Coral Gables. What's up, everybody? I'm Candace Cooper. This is Kenton Gibbs, and this is Locked on ACC. We're talking through the weekend games from ACC men's basketball, as well as some of the women's matchups as they head and prepare for the ACC tournament. Kenton Gibbs, how are you feeling? Was it a time to be alive in Coral Gables? But also, I'm feeling great. How about yourself? Feeling good, can't complain. Had a nice weekend doing NCAA, NCAA, CIAA tournament. Had a nice little hosting opportunity there, but now I'm back better than ever. Watching all the games, feeling like, Lord have mercy. What in the world happened? Take your eyes off of AC basketball for one moment and everything shakes up. Let's get right into it. As I said, first big upset, the biggest upset in ACC basketball history, that comeback was crazy. The Florida State Seminoles went into Coral Gables and came out with a dub, an 85-84 to victory against the number 13 Hurricanes, which, can we just stop and say, all of the Hurricanes who have been in our comments on YouTube telling us how great Miami is, how we need to be giving them more attention and all the things, now we're yet. You better be commenting on this show saying sorry i'll say this i'll say sorry to the miami <laughs> fans i'll say sorry and i know what you're thinking they blew a lead why are you saying sorry because i have screamed and lamented and lambasted this team all year long about their slow starts i said these slow starts are gonna kill them these slow starts the slow starts the slow starts they said all right fine we'll build up a good 20 some odd point lead and that that start fast enough for you well, you can't just go to sleep at the wheel after you get the start, but you should have but, finished the speech, Kenton. You should have said, and you gotta finish. It's my fault. That's what I'm saying. It's my yeah. fault because I didn't tell them that finishing was important because they were so good at it. And I thought, <laughs> I, y'all are going to do what you have to do at the end of the game to close yeah. this thing out. You know, just get started better. And they said, Ken, we're gonna give you one other. We're gonna give you we, you know, I Uchi Wally or one Mike. What you want, dog? What we you can't want? give you both. We can't give you both. We're going to show up for the first half of the second half. And Florida State said, well, uh, we 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 prefer y'all start fast. We'll take it. We'll take a fast start. So, Mr. Cleveland from downtown hits the three. And I just sit here and say, it's a nice time to be alive via Seminoles fan because you showed a little spark, a little life. The season has not been what you wanted it to be. But, man, if this isn't telling of how the ACC tournament can go, Madness is on its way. That's what I feel, Kenson. Do you feel like this is going to be a wild tournament or it's going to be pretty level set? Oh, absolutely. You Even if it did go just table and all the high seeds won, that still would be a little madness for what we saw this year. 100%. For, for what we saw this year, we've seen uh, – so, for example, and we're going to talk about this team in a minute, but we saw the same team that got beat by Louisville go out and have a 20 <laughs> – 
point victory on a tournament team's senior night. We've yeah. we've seen we've seen teams all year that we're like, all right, write that team off. Their season's over, and they're like, hey, Virginia, come on over here. Let's have a talk real quick. Yeah. Hey, yeah. oh, you're a top team in the conference. Let's discuss why you're not anymore. And it, it, you know, so if everything went table and the highest seeds won every game, it would still be like. This is how this season ends? Really? Yeah. All the pandemonium y'all gave us our regular season, this is how it ends. I feel like it's been very trippy towards the finish line. There have been a couple teams that have stumbled that couldn't afford to stumble and leave the standings being wide open. But case in point, you look at NC State, a team that has been flourishing. They have been playing on high-level energy throughout the entire season, playing very unselfish basketball. If there's anything I'm really nod to NC State this season, it's like, okay, if I'm not the man, I'm going to make sure my dog, you know, cooks that night. We're going to make sure we all, you know, facilitate and, and get double digits if we need to. It comes to points, rebounding, all the things. I don't know what happened on senior night. I feel like it got a little shaky. The Energy at PNC Arena has been rocking so far. It was not rocking on Saturday night as Clemson beat them 96 to 71, which I am just was not prepared for from the Wolfpack. But I say better now than in the tournament and really get yourself smacked in the face. Clemson was hot as fish grease. NC State was not playing terrible defense. They were just hot as fish grease. And now offensively, that's another story. Now offensively, what NC State had going on. Everybody keeps talking about Jaquavian Smith and his green light. And I've said for weeks now that that thing should be yellow. And you might want to put one of them little, uh, one of the little traffic lights on it to make sure, like, you uh, doing what you're supposed to do. Because, uh, you know, Easy Pass or whatever the, the little um, <laughs> the little name of the company is that gets you whenever you speed through those lights, they may need to get Jaquavian because this is getting bad. You know, this is. And, and I'm not saying that it's getting bad to the point where he needs to stay in Raleigh another year, but it's a tough time. You can't, you cannot be successful with uh, the volume of shooting that he's doing and the efficiency going down from what it was your freshman year. Like yeah. at the end of the day, maybe your role on this team ain't the big score because that's not what it's been as of late and the team's been successful. So maybe reevaluate what's going on there, but hats off to Clemson. Their bigs dominated. I mean, Hall went off. Hunter went off. Hall, I'm sorry, I already said Hall, but they had so many, their guards had Jarkel Joyner in the blender. They were out here looking unstoppable and unguardable. And so, you know, hats off to Clemson. Way to bounce back, way to recover. Everybody said that those tournament hopes were dead. And they they did the Duke Deuce in the in the Crunky Dead music video. It's totally starting. Hold on, we might be all right. Okay, and I feel like Clemson really has brought themselves back to life, and are a team that could still say, you know, I will win this whole bad boy when it comes to tournament time, and give myself a nice little run when it comes to the NCAA tournament. And you know, fine by me. I think Clemson deserves. They certainly. What I think is crazy is like because Clemson is a top team, again, goes back to like how the perception of the ACC has been. It's like, yes, they've been shaky, but they're still a quality team. Let's not take away from what the whole conference has been. It's on any given night, hello Miami, hello Florida State, you can get got. Absolutely. And the teams that have prevented themselves from getting got on any given night, I would like to give some flowers too. And the, the narrative that the ACC is bad is hurting teams that are really good, like a pit. It's hurting teams that have shown up consistently for the most part. And that's that's really unfortunate. 
Yeah, some people are saying that Phillips should give a little more to the conversation or maybe offer up how well the, these teams are doing. I think Capel has certainly made his note, his voice, voice known about his frustration towards ACC, ACC Network. I will say as someone who has to watch the games on multiple channels and sometimes all the things, you know, I don't really – the whole throwbacks during primetime nights to watch some of your best games. Like maybe let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, you know. We should have some conversations in the back. Hey, hey, Bally, I got $5 if y'all need some help. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't much, but, you know, just try to buy some rights with it. You know what I mean? Like, see right. what Commissioner Phillips will say to you. Maybe he'll give you, like, a minute of his time for the five. You know, a thousand percent. I, in, in, the words of, in the words of that famous graph, so I got five on it. I, I ain't got more than that. Now, y'all got to figure it out. But uh, this is – the people are rightfully criticizing ACC and ACC Network because, I mean, it's a very unserious network. <laughs> Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, and you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know that you're trying to get right. Maybe a little Valentine's love got you eating all that chocolate, and now you're trying to get back together. But here's the catch. When you want 100% covered in real chocolate and you have low in calories and fat and all the things, Built Bar is the place to go. They got delicious flavors, churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and everything you could possibly want. Now at Sam's Club and Walmart. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. I promise you, you can thank me later. Rock and roll and Kenton Gibbs here talking through some of the ACC men's games. And as much as I wanted Louisville to get another dub, couldn't quite get it done. Georgia Tech felt their way through 83 to 67 victory for the Yellow Jackets, a team that has been fighting throughout the season despite the record. And, you know, listen, Passner gets another year. He's going to live to be 155 anyway. You might as well just give him another go. I don't think he's one that's on the hot seat. No, I don't, I don't think it's he. If his seat is hot, I would simply ask Georgia Tech this. When did y'all have this longstanding prosperity that a, a coach that just won you an ACC championship, y'all are now ready to get rid of? When Man, was this? Ho yeah, Jose Alvarado truly has been lightning in a bottle. And the way he's excelling, you know, in the NBA with the Pelicans and all the things, you're like, Jose's ain't walking out the door every five seconds with that kind of heart and grit and just really determination in, in himself. Yeah, and, and again, Georgia Tech is another one of those schools with the high academic rigor that you don't see everywhere. You're you're looking at a different ball game than you are at a lot of these other universities, and that's just the reality of what we're looking at. And so, you know, I don't I don't think it's he's he's um let me quote uh what is that movie here? I believe it was Waiting Exhale. He's a good man. No, that wasn't that wasn't Waiting Exhale. That was it was good. He's a good man, Savannah. He's just in a bad situation. <laughs> Give Passner some time. He'll turn that bad situation good, I believe. Well, speaking of bad situations, not quite, quite because he's a good man. Syracuse and Pitt. Pitt 99-82 victory for the Panthers. And I'm just sitting here saying, not only are we on Bayheim watch, it's just maybe a time where we think through how we're going to get through a couple more seasons with Mr. Coach Jimmy Bayheim. That was a good one, right? You like that? We, we have said many nasty things about folks, about teams, about players on air. Why are you laughing so hard? I have never. I mean, speaking of somebody who's in a bad situation, but not because he's a good man, is hilarious. <laughs> Woo! 
Woo! Oh Lord, Syracuse fans gonna hate us and tell us how bad of people we are here. But anyway, I think they want him to be gone just as much as we do. I well, I'll tell you this much: I'll you can appreciate the you can appreciate the historical references and what he's offered and brought to Syracuse basketball. Put them in a highlight. They always will have that national championship. But baby, it's time. You know, it's more than time. You know. Eh. I always say this is nothing worse than that person that has to get told to leave the party, you know, and I, I used to work security for a while. And and one of the worst things was when it's like, you know, we turn the lights on at about one fifty five, and then you play the, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the redacted up out of here. And then there's still people lingering around. And then about two ten, you got to like kind of, Hey, y'all got to go. Nothing worse than being that person. You know, a thousand percent. And I think beyond that, it's just the recent conversations that you've had, the hot mic situations or, you know, I off the record on the record type of vibes and talking about things that you have done yourself. It's just why like, it's, it's time. You, We all have an old uncle, old auntie that when they get to ripping and running from that mouth, it's just a bad time for everybody. So it's okay to enjoy the game from a different landscape. And I think Roy and Coach K had the right vibe of the game is past them. And I hope that he can recognize that soon because his players deserve better. You know, listen, it's time, man. It's time. Again, it's not 210. It's about 3 a.m. The security been trying to force you out for some time. Are you holding on to the door fighting for your life? Let it go, brother. That's great. Speaking of a team fighting for their life, Virginia – what is going on, my dudes? I feel like North Carolina beating you 71-63. And honestly, thinking at some point y'all going to figure this out, it was a much better offensive performance for you. However, semicolon, comma, it ain't hitting like it's supposed to. And the Cavaliers looking very funny in the light as we head towards, you know, tournament season. You know, I had some folks tell me that this Virginia team ain't exactly 2018, 2019, but they're still a very quality team. And I said, for sure, they're they're a quality team, but I don't even want them referenced with 2018, 2019, because that's a national championship team right there. That's a team that, you know, I believe they had, what, three or four losses on the entire season. That's a different ball game. This yeah. team has three or four losses to quad three or worse. Like that's just the reality of what we're looking at here. So with that in mind, um, I, you know, Bennett, I'm sorry. You're, you're a good coach. You're a really, really good coach. I think you're the best coach in ACC right now, but for Christ's sake, what is going on? How do you write the ship? You're losing to a team that doesn't like each other. These guys genuinely do not like each other. And you can tell by everything. And I don't mean by everything in terms of like, oh, random gossip. I mean on the court stuff. The fact that Jeremy wrote from Duke said, oh, yeah, I knew they'd mess up the communication on this because they didn't talk all night. This team does not like each other and you lose to them. But Stop saying that because you don't know that from a can of paint. Now you're going to quit now. Sure, sure. There's there's many, a plethora of reasons. <laughs> I'm sure the teams that do like each other still have as many problems communicating defensive rotations as this one, despite being more talented than most of the teams you're playing. Well, listen, if you were listening and watching the game, there was one point where Hubert Davis pulled, you've ever seen Remember the Titans, right? You remember when Denzel Washington coach had them running in the graveyard, running through the woods and gave them that, that hardcore speech, right? 
Yeah, I remember that. So apparently Hubert made the boys put on weight vests and had them practicing a weight vest and basically said, this is the weight that y'all are carrying onto this court and not performing at your best. So the weight of all of the media conversations, the outside noise, the people talking about the team energy and gelling, yada, yada, yada. And they say, you got you to gotta release the weight. Now, whatever works for you, Dean Smith apparently did that method too, but I think for different reasons, however it goes, he's trying. He's trying with the whole, like, you got to take the weight of all that is outside of this being on the floor to heart. I think it worked for Pete Nance. I don't know if it worked for everybody, but it did work for Petey. Now, in the in the movie, you said the name Petey, and it made me think of that Remember the Titans movie you were referencing. Now, in Remember the Titans, mm -hmm. I believe that that was their fall camp, if I'm not incorrect. That was their camp, which happened at what point in time during the season does camp generally happen? For football in the fall, no, or excuse me, in the summer. But what is that during the season? Last game it's of the regular the season? season. Okay, it was before the season, so they had the talk before. Again, the philosopher Sean Carter. You can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Finish it for me, Candace. Come on. I'm not doing it, homie. You was who you was when you got here. This is on Virginia. I'd love to give Carolina credit here, but Armando Baycott had one of his worst performances of the season. You look at the backcourt, you saw what you always see. Caleb loves seeing no shots that he don't like. RJ looking for a shot that he likes, but he's just not finding it. Letting Pete Nance become the star of the show. This is a, a culmination of letting uh, Louisville play you close. This is a culmination of losing to bad teams. This is a culmination of UVA kind of sleepwalking through things for whatever reason, and you get what you get. Well, I tried, Carolina fans. Clearly it didn't work. The, the uh, dunce hat goes to Virginia, and they're going to have to figure it out moving forward. I feel it. Here we are. Wake Forest beat Notre Dame 66-58. What are we feeling about Wake Forest's chances of getting into the dance? Um, they're slim to none, but I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. Slim, let me tell you, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Slim is saying his church goodbyes. You know what I'm talking about? The, the goodbye that your mama used to do when you were in the church parking lot and you was ready to go home, but you got to say goodbye to Sister Betty. She has that Brooklyn, one more thing, Mother Itis. Hayes, Mother yeah. Hardy. Yeah, and then when she finally started walking toward the car, one of the deaconesses grabbed her up. We looking at that situation. They, they You know... UNC and Wake Forest are in a very similar uh, situation in that regard in that every time you say like, all right, they're not making a tournament, they do something that's like, you got to think about us. I mean, yeah, okay. think about it. You know, don't, don't leave us out. And I'm not saying a win over uh, Notre Dame is a, a, a huge boost to that, but I'm just saying I got a feeling. I got a strange feeling that Wake Forest is going to do a lot in this tournament to try to help themselves get into uh, the NCAA tournament. Agree. We'll talk about Duke and Virginia Tech here to round out the men's conversations. 81 to a 65 victory for the Blue Devils. It, good on Duke. They do what they do at home. No surprises there. That's all I got for that game. It, it really didn't give me anything more than just that. Yeah, I mean, this is the Virginia Tech team that we've seen all year, and mm -hmm. this is the Duke team that we've seen at home all year. They're a very different team in Cameron. Um, you know, I think that this senior night may go better for them than their last because there's a lot less pressure. It's not their uh, senior night. No, I'm not saying this one. I'm saying the next game, which is their senior night, um, mm -hmm. may go a lot better because there's a lot less pressure on this one than there was their last senior night with, mm -hmm. you know, 
being Coach Cage last year night and all the pomp and circumstance surrounding that. So um, this Duke team is finishing the season on a strong note. What senior night are you talking about? The one against NC State? Yeah, are they not at home for that? They are. Do you think that it's going to go well for them? I think they've got a pretty good chance of it going well for okay. them. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> cool. Listen, the, the fans here said that I never pick against NC State and say nothing bad about them. Here you go. I'm giving you one. There you go. Locked on ACC listeners, I believe Duke will win at home senior night against NC State. Finally, I disagree, but here we are. All right, we talked all we need to talk about for the men. Two segments full. The ACC Women's Tournament is starting on Wednesday, and we got a clear regular season champ. So shout out to Notre Dame for getting that thing done. Notre Dame, Louisville. We also have Duke, and we also have our girls out of Blacksburg, Virginia Tech here. They are going to be your top four seeds heading into the tournament, and it's an exciting time because Louisville ended on a great note. That 68-65 victory over Louisville was just a nice stamp on what has been a, at times, up-and-down season for them, but ultimately being able to pull out that regular season championship and get that top spot heading into this week of tourney matchups. Absolutely. I mean, again, the ACC has been – for quite some time, a slaughterhouse in terms of women's basketball. You can say what you want about men, but this women's basketball, baby, you are not coming through this conference and saying, oh, yeah, there's a ton of easy wins. And then on top of that, the top teams really are top teams, and they perform like it consistently. Great to see. But, yeah, this this tournament is going to be fun, you know. Um, the reality is NC State has not, and this is a fun fact here, NC State has not lost a single ACC tournament game in the 2020s. That streak will be broken this year. Who will break it is the question. Well, dang, that's a nice way to start our ACC tournament coverage. But let's also talk through, let's get through these games. <laughs> I'm sorry. That like was a nice stray for your girls. That's unfortunate though. I mean, listen, again, hey, I'm, hey. I'm, 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 trying be be <laughs> I'm trying to be fair and balanced. And also, all of these things got to come to an end at some point in time. It's sure. a team that's looking at injuries everywhere. Uh, Diamond Johnson has her injury situation. Jada Boyd has her situation. River Baldwin is saying, you know, it, it has to end at some point in time. This is probably the time that it's going to end. I'd love to be wrong, but it's probably a hundred percent. All right, let's talk about this 45-41 victory for North Carolina Tar Heels beating number 11 Duke at home on their senior night. Rough for you girls in the Devils outfits, jerseys, and all the things. However, semicolon comma, if anything, get a punch in the mouth right now so it can fire you up and want that lick back for tournament time. That's all I'm saying. I'll tell you what, that North Carolina women's basketball team, when they want to, they can play some suffocating defense. Yeah. They can play the type of defense that just – Makes a game ugly, nasty, mucky, downright disgusted. But you know what? It's worked out in their favor more often than not. When they slow these games down and make it very each possession, each bucket matters, they've seemed to come away with them more often than not. So, mm-hmm. you know, in this game, you you want to give Carol Lawson their love because that team has been consistently the best in the triangle this year out of three really good teams. Uh, but the reality is – North Carolina walks away from this saying, hey, we got our last lick in on y'all senior night, which, I mean, we've seen before. So, you know. 100%. And sweeping uh, Duke for this season is definitely something that is very high on North Carolina's list. Miami and the Cavender Twins took on Virginia, beating them 85-74. to Great win for the Hurricanes. Clemson upset Florida State 74-61. 
listen, Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. Woo! I don't know what these girls are. They're also an up and down. Should be great. Also have a freshman leader who is figuring things out for herself as well. But nice little punch in the mouth sometimes. Wake you up. That's what Seminole certainly needed today. But that's the thing. When you have a freshman leader, that they're going to be mercurial because they're young. Yeah. They don't yeah. know the ups and downs. They don't know what they don't know. And as Latson gets more time in and as she gets better, she'll learn more of the game. She'll uh, be more consistent and all that. But even, uh, even around that, there will be more players saying, wait a minute, y'all got the ACC newcomer of the year? I want to come play with her. Right. I want to make things happen with her. She's the future of the conference. Let's rock with her. And you'll see uh, what happens from there. But um, right now, again, as a young team that, you know, your stars are young, you make mistakes, you kind of live and grow from that. Boston College beat Wake Forest 73 to 63, while NC State was able to take on and handle Pitt 68 to 63. And sometimes I say, Pitt this year should be your gimme game. It was a struggle for NC State, but they ultimately were able to win it. Like you mentioned, injuries are going to be a factor for them. Having to play multiple days might be a factor for them. So that streak will be ending. However, semicolon, comma, it's nice to see a new champion potentially be crowned for women's championship. You know, Maybe not for and, you. Maybe for everyone that, else. And that's what Westmore should be hanging his hat on at the moment. Like, hey, we don't want so much. They finally, like, it's, it's nice to see somebody else right. getting there. You know what I, I mean? It. I feel it. But but in, in more serious news, yeah, the reality is um this is this is gonna be a very exciting tournament. You know, what yeah. I mean I don't, this is not again, I, I never want to be that person who's like, oh, if this team isn't good, then it's not gonna be no, 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 no. This is gonna be an exciting tournament. Is this finally Kitley's year? That's one of the big questions. Come on, somebody. But then you say to yourself, is Notre Dame experienced and seasoned enough to finally put together the full uh, rigmarole because we thought last year that it was going to be Notre Dame, NC State. That's going to be uh, the game, or Louisville, NC State was supposed to be the game, but Notre Dame kind of crashed that party a little bit. And then I believe that either way you look at it, you're asking yourself, is this Notre Dame's year? Can they finally put it together? Is Olivia Miles and company uh, going to be able to get it done there? And you're looking around saying, is Louisville, they've come on late. They've gotten better late. They're getting healthy. They're getting all the things that they need and winning games late. Are they the team? Can Florida State and this freshman upstart in Latson make it happen? Are they going to surprise somebody? And, of course, you've got the old battle-tested veterans that you're looking at and saying, I mean, y'all have been meh all year, but let's be honest, back-to-back-to-back champs, you want to count them out. I want to count them out, but it's always hard to count out Westmore in in the crew. So, this is going to be, and of course, Kara Lawson, Celeste Taylor and company, I could keep going on for days and days and days, but the reality is this is going to be an extremely exciting tournament. I just could not forget Kara Lawson and Duke because Celeste Taylor has been uh, just phenomenal this year, and it would be a shame right. to forget him. Virginia Tech beats Georgia Tech 65-52. Elizabeth Kitley, arguably the ACC player of the year. Do we agree on that? Ain't no argument. That's okay. the player of the year. Cool. That's Thank you so much. Kara Lawson, coach of the year. Argument there? Are we feeling that one? No, no argument. No argument. Cool, cool. Love that. Love that. Love that. You know, I think freshman of the year would go to Lawson, to Nia Lawson from Florida State. Feel that yeah. one? Yeah. I'm just glad. We're, I'm glad. We know, it's very rare for us to be on the same page, but I feel the same page vibes. Again, excited about the ACC Women's Tournament. It starts on Wednesday. The first matchups will be Virginia and Wake Forest, Pitt and Clemson, and Georgia Tech and Boston College. 
Lots of good games, great opportunities for these women to get some opportunities potentially into the NCAA tournament should they win. Not necessarily these teams here, but as we get more into the tournament, there's certainly going to be NCAA tournament implications. As we get to the ACC tournament, there's going to be NCAA tournament implications. There it is. And we're going to figure out just who is going to dominate ultimately when those bigger seeds, those bigger brackets come selection Sunday, all that fun stuff. So excited to be a part of it. Excited to cover it for you guys. Make sure you check us out wherever you listen to pods. We got 67 more people till we hit 1,000 on YouTube. You can check us out as well as Locked On College Basketball. They are great podcasters over there as they figure out and navigate who is going to be the top seeds in this NCAA tournament around the country so many good teams happening all of that's all of good things happen coming our way this week is including college game day north carolina duke it'll be in chapel hill all the fun stuff there so make sure you guys are prepped and ready for that fun rivalry parting words kenton you got anything else did i miss anything um, no, if UNC fans want to get mad at me and say you didn't mention uh, Bang Hart and company and Daisy Kelly and whatnot in terms of who could win the ACC championship, because I don't take them serious as a team that can. But let's see it. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again in the future. They've got a shot. So does many. So do many teams that come in here. But I don't think that they have what it takes just yet. Well, <clears throat> we going to see. We gonna yeah, see. We, we just we just gonna let them girls play. I'm glad they're getting back healthy because Lord knows they need they need all the bodies they can get. For Gannis Cooper and Ken Gibbs, hope you have a great start to your week. Until next time.